ghosts, specters, whatever you want to call them, they've been around for thousands of years. Apparently she died from a tooth infection in one of the upstairs rooms in the house. As have the locations they haunt. History of a Haunting Podcast tells you all about these famous, infamous, and almost famous locations, and why they became terrifying places to visit. Grab a glass of wine and settle in with your hosts, Archie. I mean, that was definitely the wrong thing to do. And Carrie. Nobody asked for it, Carrie. Nobody fucking asked for it, but hey, my podcast, and I'll say what I fucking want. (laughs) Two people just winging it in life, and this podcast. So enjoy this week's episode of History of a Haunting. Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. You were going to (laughs) start. Welcome to another episode of History of a Haunting. Good luck. You know who we are. Yes, I'm him. She's me. Yes. It's weird. It is weird. It's very weird. Uh, Just so that all of our listeners know, we are doing a video recording of this particular episode for all of our Patreon donors. We love all of you. We are very appreciative. And um, as we mentioned earlier in the video, you pay for this garbage. So the video is going to be unedited. Uh, You guys are going to get the pristine uh, cut. That's Let's call it. That. Sure. Sure. Um, but our Patreon donors are actually going to get this really fucking raw, unedited video of Archie clearing his throat and me snarling and being bossy <laughs> and fucking whatever. So anyway. Um, All right. We're going to talk to our video audience while we talk to you guys, but we have a fun, exciting place today. And Arch, why don't you tell them where we're going today? We are going to talk about the Bell Witch in northern Tennessee, United States of America. Yes. I'm excited about this one, as with all of them, but particularly this one, because it's a very infamous location. Mm-hmm. Um, are you familiar with it? I wasn't. You weren't? Okay, I, so, but heard it. your idea? So where did you, where did you get this idea? Because you were the one that messaged me about it. Was I? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> we had to replace Phelps Dodge because we were going to record that live yesterday. Oh. And so then you messaged me and you were like, how about the Bell Witch? And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And you're like, I'd never heard of it. And I so it was your idea. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. Why did you make up where you came up with it? Well, anywho. <laughs> <laughs> I think a coworker said, was it a coworker? I don't think it came from Edward. No, I don't think so. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe, okay. maybe the Bell Witch just kind of snuck it in for us. Okay, well, this episode is going to be dedicated to the Bell Witch. All right. For a number of reasons, uh, mainly because I don't really don't want that woman fucking with me. <laughs> She's fucked up. Jeez, fucked up. All right, guys, grab that glass of wine. Settle in. You guys on Patreon. uh, What is it called? Patreon. There you go. You people as well. (laughs) (laughs) You too. Uh, Grab your glass or Yeti of wine and and settle in. Arch, let's, uh, we're going to do a format similar to Skinwalker with this one because the hauntings start with the history. Mm -hmm. So we're going to bounce back and forth. And Archie has written us an amazing um, script and history, and he's going to kick that off 
right now. Take it away. Well, it's Archie. copied and pasted <laughs> from Brent Swanser of MysteriousUniverse.org. You know what? I just got to tell everybody that in his notes, it's actually .org is spelled out D-O-T-O-R-G. That's right. Why do you do that? I'm just I, I, I don't know. I don't like links in my article. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't. I, I just thought you were being you know, retentive. Well, there's that too. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> that's actually kind of brilliant. I don't like links in my articles either. <laughs> Everybody, we just learned something fucking new. All right. All right, go. Well, the story begins in 1804 <laughs> with the scene set by a humble farmer by the name of John William Bell and his wife Lucy, who moved into a swath of rural land in Robertson County in northern Tennessee in what was then called Red River, where they worked the land as their family grew to include eight children. It was a simple but peaceful life, and for years this family lived out there, lived out on their isolated farm with no intrusions or incidents. Stop! Wait, do you hear that breathing? No. It <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I, I have to breathe. <laughs> In the other episode that we did, I was like, "Are you done swallowing?" He's like, "No." <laughs> Just no. Uh, No, you were talking and somebody was breathing and it wasn't me. Oh, I didn't even hear it. Hmm. Okay. All right. So isolated farm, no intrusions. No intrusions or incidents. However, in 1817, the first signs of what would become one of the most well-known and frightening hauntings ever recorded. Yes. And, um... It is. It's, it's kind of, this story is kind of terrifying. If you guys know about the Bell Witch, uh, she's, she's a character. I don't want to say she's fucked up because I don't want her to find me. <laughs> <laughs> but she's a character. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's have a sit because here we already start the hauntings. <clears throat> We're diving right in. Okay, so the very first sign that something was not quite right on the farm actually began with a strange creature that was sighted stalking around John one evening. So he saw what he would describe as, quote, a large dog-like creature with a rabbit's head skulking about in the shadows. Okay. Um, is this a skinwalker? It's, it, I was getting notes of that while I was I, reading. I kind of was, too, yeah. Did it have a cigarette? What the fuck is going on with this? <laughs> What's happening here? Um, <laughs> so he was so startled, apparently, that he fired shots at this creature, and he, rather than killing it, it just vanished. So again, it's screaming skinwalker mm-hmm. to me, right? Yep. Okay. It's not just me. Is it, is it, do you guys get it? Because I, I get it. Um, <laughs> apparently, in the coming days, one of John Bell's slaves would also claim to see the same massive creature. Oh. Uh, which again, dog-like creature with a rabbit's head. Um, I think it would be funnier if it had a rabbit's foot. (laughs) I don't know. I just think it would. Um, (laughs) So um, they would also claim to see this massive black hound on the land following them around. And other apparitions began to be sighted as well, which do they all look like this hybrid animal thing? Apparently not. Yeah. Um, One of them was a, okay, already don't like birds normally, but (laughs) one of these things that they saw was a creepy giant bird that John's son Drew saw 
In addition to the spectral form of a girl dressed in green seen swinging from a tree branch by their daughter Elizabeth, who also went by the name Betsy. Betsy. Mm. So how many kids did they, I think they had three or four? Eventually they had eight. Well, okay, I was wrong. They didn't have TV back then, so what else were they going to do with fuck? <laughs> Plus, you know, they have a farm, so they need people to work it. Right. Gotcha. Okay. I'm there. I'm with them. All right. Um, so now, all of these things combined really would have been settle- unsettling enough, but things would intensify as their farmhouse began to be... Besieged. <laughs> besieged. By unexplained phenomena. do 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 <laughs> from realms unknown. Now, as with many of you know hauntings and, and things, occurrences, things like that, um, all of these events started out as rather you know benign, kind of innocuous, mm-hmm. um, anomalous noises, strange thuds, bangs in the night. You know the tried and true paranormal stuff. However, <laughs> there were also decidedly more menacing things heard late in the night hours. Which, why? Why Why more menacing late at night? Just to freaking people out. It's the ambiance, right? Right. Right, for sure. Okay. These things included... Oh, I'm going to fucking vomit. <laughs> <laughs> Something gnawing or scratching at the walls and the door. No. Uh... <laughs> <clears throat> Also, it sounded like shifting, rattling chains, which I feel like that's also in the handbook for the recently deceased. Right. Tell people to get out and rattle your chains. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think that's, you know, that's sort of commonplace. Um, but there would also be sounds of a disembodied woman's voice singing or laughing. The singing I'm on board with, the laughing, no fuck you, go away. <laughs> disembodied laughing? No, Stop. Um, this would all gradually escalate with the disturbances gaining volume and intensity, eventually kind of snowballing into something really fucking unusual and often keeping the family awake through the night. Mm -hmm. But can you blame them? Can you blame them? Was that your stomach or mine? I think that, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was Archie's because it's been mine all day. It might have been my throat. Ew. Yeah. Have a sip. Okay. Cheers. Clink. Yes, ma'am. Social isolation. Cheers. Okay. Here we go. What? Every time I depressurize the thing, it (laughs) fountains. Man, if I had a dollar for every time that happened to me. So anyway, the (laughs) disturbances um, would eventually snowball into something really unusual, uh, keeping the family awake through the night before graduating into something even more terrifying, if you can fucking believe that. Because this is bad enough. Don't you think Mm -hmm. this is bad enough? Oh, no, I do, but this gets gets worse. It gets worse. Okay. So, apparently, the haunting began to manifest itself in more uh, concrete and, and physical ways, with blankets pulled off beds, Objects moved or knocked over. This is sort of uh, poltergeisty kind of mm-hmm. shit, right? Um, sometimes with a violent and irresistible force, uh, utensils slapped out of hands, food pulled from pulled, mouths. Pulled from mouths. Right? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Slap me, scratch me. Whatever you're going to pull the covers off the... Don't take the food out of my mouth. Like, I won't... I don't even share my food with my child. (laughs) That's just weird. Um, Joey doesn't share food. (laughs) Um, Worse, still, spood... No, spood. (laughs) 
food. You grind on me for the Durand Grove. No, I didn't say that. But you said No, I didn't. Food. You said it. That <laughs> <laughs> wasn't me. It was the Bell Witch. She's putting words in my mouth. She is. Instead of food. Instead of food. <laughs> okay, let me try it again. Fuck. I'm going to get a text message from EKBA for that one. Every time one of us mispronounces a word, she loses her shit and messages me immediately the second she hears it. <laughs> Fuck. Let's try it again. Food spilled onto the floor. That sounds better. It's not as funny, but it sounds much better. Jesus Christ. God help me. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. He's oh, got no. the giggle fit now. <laughs> shit. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, man, there's no coming back. I told you this one was going to be the fucking drag dumpster fire. Because you wanted to record the bonus episode first. Uh, After all the wine we're in. Okay, here we go. Food spilled onto the kitchen floor. Okay, Shatner. There we go. <laughs> Shatner? What? You're Shatnering. Uh, am I? Mm, you did there for a minute. Nerd alert. Oh, Food but spilled onto the floor. Oh, Okay, um, nerd alert, but also one of our Patreons is a huge Star Trek fan, and it broke his heart a tiny little bit when I did, told him I'd never seen any of it. <gasps> Sorry, Q. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah. Look at the camera and, you know, say hi to Why? I thought we were supposed to ignore it. I, no, I'm playing to it. <laughs> now Jeez. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> 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 Something else. <laughs> yes. Choking. Oh. <clears throat> <laughs> Breathing, drinking, different things. <laughs> What are we even talking about? I don't even remember. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Most disturbing of all, physical assaults on the family members. Oh, yes, yes, that too. Okay, here we go. Physical assaults on the family members, including spoot on the floor. <laughs> okay. It began mostly as pushes, prods, and pinches... <laughs> Say that five times fast. Um, so, like a five-year-old. Right. Or, <laughs> but then it quickly got out of hand <clears throat> when the unseen entity began slapping, punching, pulling hair, and scratching. Sometimes you pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> but only do it if you're being paid for it. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, with okay, so uh, slapping, punching, pulling hair, scratching—not paid for—with such force <laughs> that would actually leave welts, bruises, and scratches. Oh, I know people that pay for that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, get off the grinder app again. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Um, so even that though too. <laughs> <laughs> gross. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I. I know the bell witch is like. Tell my fucking story, or <laughs> right. I'm gonna fuck you up. 
Um, so even though most of the family members were targeted, it seemed like Betsy, the little daughter Elizabeth, mm-hmm. um, she kind of received the worst of the entity's wrath. Uh, she routinely suffered injuries, and on one occasion she was even stuck with pins by a malevolent force, mm-hmm. which... Fuck! Mm-hmm. That's, that's, uh, that's horrible. Um, so a human, what, voodoo doll? I guess. I don't, I know. don't recall the skinwalkers on Skinwalker Ranch doing anything like this. No. Mm-mm. No, that was sufficiently terrifying enough on its own. <laughs> All on its own. All on its own, except for the crackling blue balls. Uh, so apparently the only one the spirit seemed to leave alone was Lucy Bell. Hmm. Oh. I, I, just, I just thought of that now. That's interesting, but okay. I was like, oh, I think Archie has a has an opinion. Or nothing, a, nothing to nothing, add. Uh, just interesting. It, okay. The mom, the mom was left alone. Okay. Anyway, Lucy Bell, who it remained indifferent or even seemingly friendly toward at times, this entity. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you want to be friendly with the poltergeist that's terrifying your family. Well, no, the poltergeist seemed to be friendly toward her. Right. Yeah. So it's weird. I don't know. That was my, hmm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was Lucy. We'll never know. Huh. Interesting. That's a good theory. Keep going. At first, John Bell tried to keep this all within the family and shunned the idea of telling anyone else about their ordeal. But the attacks and ghostly phenomena got so relentless. It got so relentless and threatening that he eventually reached out to others for help. One of the first people he approached was a neighbor by the name of James Johnston. John Jameston. No, it's James Johnston. <laughs> John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Oh, his name is my name too. <laughs> his name is also my nephew's name. Oh god. Well, allegedly, James Johnston witnessed many of the phenomena firsthand. It was Johnston who surmised that the entity was intelligent and could speak if prompted to do so. And indeed, the ghost would become known for talking to both the family and visitors alike. And it was soon after that... And it was soon after this... (laughs) That the mysterious wraith would properly introduce itself. Okay, but let's talk about that for just a tiny second. So you said that the entity was intelligent and could speak if prompted to do so. Do you honestly think that this entity needed to be prompted to do anything it didn't want to fucking do? Well, no, because that's at the all. way it made it sound. Well, and also it made it sound like the neighbor <clears throat> was the one who's like, "No, wait, this tortured spirit wants to talk. She wants to chat." Well, maybe it was. Maybe. Maybe. So. <laughs> As Archie said, she was kind of a chatty Kathy. Uh, <laughs> and once the entity got started speaking, she was allegedly... Alleged- allegedly? <laughs> wow. I'm not even Catholic, and I kind of want to make the sign of the cross, because I don't feel like anything is helping me right now. Did you so do that I, right, or was I, it backward? I have no idea. Did you just make the sign of Satan? Did I summon, Are we fucked? Did I summon something? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus Jesus Christ! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Archie and I are going to hell, and we're driving a party bus, so anyone wants to come with us, hop on. A lot of my friends will be there. Yeah, and uh, pretty much most of the Patreon people. (gasps) No, for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, let me start over. 
uh, once the entity got started speaking, she was allegedly quite the talkative one. Here's what I think is weird. She often gave sermons quoting scripture from the Bible as well as then by uh, the... 180 degrees from that, gossiping about the townspeople. Right, right. <laughs> God. So, this entity was a dick. <laughs> she was a kind of a dick uh, because she liked to mimic other people's voices, uh, which she was allegedly very good at. Uh, <laughs> which she was. She would get there. Stop fucking! I found my place. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when Archie and I have. A this, script. A script. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, she would get their accents and their voice pitched down perfectly. Um, but in addition to all of this, the spirit would finally properly introduce herself. And by the spirit's own admission, she was, quote, the witch of a woman named Kate Batts. Now, uh, she had been a neighbor of the Bells, and she had actually sworn to haunt the family in death due to perceived slights against her, as well as apparently a bad business dealing over a slave. Uh, I also have read that she sold land to John Bell. Oh. And in that transaction, she felt like she was getting robbed. I was going to say the shaft, but... Where your mind is right now, I'm not going to do that. My mind. Yeah. 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 Should we go back to the bonus episode of Mr. One Way? My mind is always there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, She felt like she was getting the raw end of the deal in this, like, property purchase with Mm. him. So she kind of just didn't like the dude. Anyway, and so she swore that she would curse him even after her death is is Mm. one of the Mm -hmm. popular stories about the Bell Witch. Uh, So... The vengeful and spiteful entity had apparently latched pretty tightly onto this poor family, kind of like a parasite, which, gross. Um, (laughs) However, she didn't find it gross because she seemed to show no signs of going anywhere, indeed becoming even bolder and more violent, if you can fucking believe that, because she's doing some pretty crazy shit. Right. As it is. Well... Rumors soon spread of the haunting and this malignant spirit, and curiosity seekers from all over the region began making trips to the Bell property in the <laughs> hopes... Americans are fucking nosy. <laughs> right? In the hopes of seeing what was coming to be called the Bell Witch. Such was the notoriety of the case at the time that, according to many versions of the tale, it drew the attention of none other than future president of the United States, General Andrew Jackson himself. By most accounts, Jackson was skeptical at first and arrived on the farm with the intention of proving this all to be a hoax. For Jackson and his team... Isn't that sort of famous last words, though? Isn't it always those people who are like, I'm going to blow the lid right off this? Right. And they don't. They don't. For Jackson and his team, this was all a bit of good fun, and not (laughs) even one of them thought they would really see anything supernatural. However, as as the story goes, as they approached the Bell property, something very strange indeed purportedly happened. And according to a version of the account in M. V. Ingram's 1894 book, An Authenticated History of the Famous Bell Witch, the events would unfold as follows. Just then, traveling over a smooth, level piece of road, the wagon wagon (laughs) halted and stuck fast. The driver popped his whip, whooped, and shouted to the team, and the horses pulled with all their might, but could not move the wagon an inch. It was dead stuck, as if welded to the earth. 
General Jackson commanded all men to dismount and put their shoulders to the wheels to give the wagon a push, but all in vain. It was no go. The wheels were taken off one at a time and examined and found to be all right, revolving easily on the axles. General Jackson, after a few moments' thought, realizing that they were in a fix, threw up his hands, exclaiming, "'By the eternal, boys, it is the witch!' Then came the sound of a sharp, metallic voice from the bushes, saying, All right, General, let the wagon move on. I will see you again tonight. I'm the, really kind of in love with the, the voice, the emphasis. All right, General, tonight. <laughs> I love it. The men were bewildered in astonishment, looked in every direction to see if they could discover from whence came the strange voice, but could not find any explanation to the mystery. The horses then started unexpectedly of their own accord, and the wagon rolled along as light and as smoothly as ever. That's some fucked up shit, man. <laughs> it's from a book, so of course. Well, yeah, but it's also interesting that they didn't know that the horses f- freaked out, because you would think that animals above even probably the most sensitive humans would be able to sense some mm. sort of mm-hmm. evil otherworldly thing, but the horses were just like, oh, okay, we're just stuck here. That's kind of cool. Well, the perhaps understandably upset Jackson was still not swayed by these spooky events. After all, he was a seasoned general and wasn't going to let a mere ghost scare him. He ended, up, ghost. he ended up staying the night at the creepy bell farm, where the witch purportedly kept her promise that she would see you again tonight. According to most versions of the story, Jackson and his men were positively accosted by the witch, pinched, slapped, screamed at, and having their blankets relentlessly torn away. So so savage. (laughs) Nobody is going to be warm in this house as long as I'm around. Right. So savage was the spectral assault that Jackson was reportedly officially freaked out by now. Officially freaked out. That was the official record. Freaked out. Freaked out. On the record. (laughs) And is said to have proclaimed as he left, I'd rather fight the British in New Orleans than have to fight the Bell Witch. (laughs) That's, um... That's fucking hilarious. That is really fucking hilarious. Also, (laughs) every time you would say General Jackson, it it made me think of the birdcage. Where... (laughs) Where they say Senator Jackson and his women, Senator Keeley and his men. <laughs> I don't know why that just kept popping in my head, uh, especially because Jennifer just watched it last night and was texting me those lines. The birdcage is one of the best. Anyway, so Senator Jet, no, General Jackson and his ghost. That's what we're talking about. Right, 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 right. So. Apparently, this isn't the first time that she's done this. The Bell Witch is actually known for making quick believers out of staunch skeptics. Um, another initially, initially, Jesus. No, you got it right the first time. Sure, initially. <laughs> Good God. Uh, very skeptical visitor was allegedly an unnamed Englishman who came to the farm with every intention of debunking it all. And again, <laughs> Best laid plans. Right. You know what I mean? Like, these are the ones that they're going to fucking come after. Um, He arrived for his investigation, and that evening, the Bell Witch supposedly began to perfectly mimic his British accent and speech cadence. She'd have a lot of trouble here right now. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. That's the truth. Um, (laughs) Fuck you. Oh, by the way, mm. um, <laughs> later that evening, um, 
the witch is said to have woken the man with the voices of his own parents. This is where she fucking, like, low blows it all. Mm-hmm. Um, she is said to have woken the man with the voices of his own parents, which terrified him because the spirit should not have known what they sounded like. Additionally, uh, he <laughs> apparently left first thing in the morning and apologized to the bells for doubting them as he got the fuck out. The fuck out. Later days. Um, so the bell witch would actually go on to haunt the family for years uh, with increasing, increasingly threatening phenomena cultivate culminate cultivating Jesus culminating with John Bell suddenly falling into a coma and dying after falling mysteriously ill in December of 1820 this is this part of the story I find weird as fuck above and beyond the other shit going on that's weird as fuck mm. <laughs> but this his, his death is interesting I think his death is interesting um, so according to the tale, a bottle of poison was actually found near his limp body, by some accounts in his medicine cabinet, and the witch would gleefully gloat that she had force-fed it to him as he slept. Now, one of the things that I have also heard about this particular story was they found this empty vial by his body when they found him dead in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, there was still some liquid in it, and they didn't know what it was. So not knowing what it was... It's by his body. He's dead. They gave it to their cat. I read that too. Did you read that too? Yeah. And yeah. the cat. The cat died. Instantaneously died. Within 30 minutes it died, yeah. Um, so there are all kinds of fucked up decisions being made in this particular situation. But um, I'm not a huge fan of cats, but that's not cool. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> um, anyway. So they found this bottle of poison. The witch um, claimed responsibility that she force-fed him this poison. Um, She was eternally evil, and she was unrepentant. Uh, She was said to have even continued the torment um, of the dead man at his funeral. This bitch did not give one tiny little fuck in the history of fucks. Not a single one. Not a single one. Um, At his funeral, she was said to have cackled, sang joyfully, giggled maniacally in full view of the shocked guests, which, gee, could you imagine? Fuck. What? Rude. Rude. Um, after this, she also claimed to have ruined Betsy's marriage plans by attacking her then-fiancé, which was a guy named Joshua Gardner, um, which, by cursing him with never-ending choking attacks. Oh, my God. And said to feel that felt like it was a sharp stick in the mouth. That's... Just horrible. And I guess eventually it went on so long that she was plaguing both of them mm. that they were like, we can't get married. This is ridiculous. Right. This isn't even going to happen. So not long after the engagement um, ended and was just kind of said and done, um, it, it appears that the Bell Witch considered her dark, grim work done, appearing before the family to tell them she was going away for a while, but would return in seven years' time. Uh Okay. Numerologists, I guess. I mean, the number seven is is sort of an important number. I don't. I don't really follow any of that too much, but it's it's significant. So apparently, after that, the paranormal activity did stop completely. But, do you know, keeping her word, it did begin again in 1928, seven years mm. later. 
during which the time she would briefly terrorize the family, its descendants, make ominous predictions about the future before finally vanishing again, saying that she would appear again in 1935, although, from all accounts, it's, it's, it's not certain if she kept this particular promise. They, they don't know if she showed up in 1935. Hmm. So... Even though the Bell Witch stopped haunting the Bell Farm, it's not the last time anybody saw her, and the legend continues from there, actually. So one of the most popular and spookiest parts of the story is that the witch did not ever really go away, but rather took up residence in a gloomy abandoned cave that's actually not far from the Red River, which, I hate this, lies on a Native American burial ground, no less. Oh, yeah. Where she apparently resides to this day. Now, among the many bizarre phenomena reported from here are the sounds of laughing, moaning, rasping, wheezing, and the voice of an old woman whispering or beckoning from the inky darkness. I don't sound old woman-y, do I? No. I feel like I sounded more like an 800 number. (laughs) (laughs) Come here. That sounded (laughs) rasping. Never mind. I regret everything. I take it all back. Um, there are also other sinister tales um, of being choked, pushed, slapped, or having your hair pulled in and around the cave. And others have told of being paralyzed, which is my fear. Oh. Um, or they're, so they're told that they f- have been paralyzed in place or having what feels like an immense weight placed upon them, as well as being embraced with a vice-like grip. All of that is just terrifying. Anything constricting. I don't even like to wear tight fucking jeans. So (laughs) I just can't even imagine any of this. Um, So, of course, apparitions of an old woman are often seen prowling about. Animals apparently steer well clear of the area, as I would too. Um, (laughs) One of the most notorious legends, however, about the Bell Witch Cave is that if one is to take even a small stone from the cave, it will bring them hauntings, great misfortune, and even death. Um, so, according to this particular version of um, the legend of the Bell Witch, the cave that the, the witch lived in, um, a group of children one day, from what is said, were playing on the farm, and they discovered a 500-foot-long karst cave. During their exploration of the dark cavern, one of the children became stuck in a hole. The child panicked and called out for help, only to hear his cry answered by a voice shouting, I'll get him out. That voice, and in the invisible hands that pulled the boy out of the hole, belonged to the Bell Witch. Hmm. Mm-hmm. The same witch that choked John Bell, tortured his daughter, dragged change through their house, through all hours of the day and night, and was generally a terrifying menace to 1800 society. Well, she probably doesn't want a small kid screaming in her cave for, <laughs> for all of eternity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was trying to be nice. No, she really wasn't. Nope. Okay. I mean, maybe she was. Anyway, despite the witch's one supposed good deed, I mean, maybe she was a lovely woman in life. Um, despite the witch's one supposed good deed inside the cave, many who have explored it have reported strange phenomena and it's widely considered one of the scariest places on the haunted farm. Uh, the cave does uh, continue to attract seekers of the macabre and paranormal investigators. We're going. <laughs> um, and anyone who is feeling brave enough can take a tour of either the cave itself or a replica of the original bell cabin 
which is furnished with some items originally owned by the Bells. Well, the tale of the Bell Witch has gone on to become one of the most well-known hauntings in American history and mm -hmm. an iconic historical horror story. But, of course, it has left us to debate and speculate on what was any of it true, and if so, just what was the Bell Witch? There has been a lot of skepticism aimed at the case in recent years, and some of the elements swiftly debunked. For instance, it has been conclusively shown that Andrew Jackson was never in that area at the time, no. and, and that there is absolutely no evidence at all that he was ever at the Bell Farm or anywhere near it. Was he a general? He was, was he a senator? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> However, many stories that originate a grain of truth often pick up flourishes and exaggerated elements over the years. So what of the rest of that tale? Is there any truth to it at all? This depends largely on who you ask. I say it's true. And that's the end of the episode. Thank you for tuning in. Thank Goodbye. you very much. Goodbye. Good night. <laughs> One of the main criticisms as to the veracity of the case is that although there are countless books and articles written on the Bell Witch, they are all invariably lead back to one main source, Martin Van Buren Ingram's 1894 book, Authenticated History of the Bell Witch, okay. which is the first real tome written on the case and which was released a full 75 years after the fact. Okay. Ingram, who was the owner of a local newspaper, based his book on interviews with alleged living witnesses and leaned heavily on the notes of one of John Bell's sons, Richard Bell, who was only six years old when the hauntings began and who apparently did not put his experiences to paper. Wow, he did that. Huh? I did that real well, didn't no I? No wonder nobody believed this six-year-old. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Richard Bell, who was only six years old when the hauntings began, and who apparently did not put his experiences to paper until 30 years later, which leaves one to wonder just how much that was there and true, and how much had been warped by time. Okay, well, wait a minute. Stop for just a second. That, okay, that's legit. That's legitimately questionable. However... A six-year-old child is going to be a little bit more attuned to crazy shit going on. Right. Um, and I, I, I don't think it's fair to discount this person because they were six years old and they didn't start talking about until they were 30. There's a lot of shit that went on in a lot of children's lives that right. they didn't talk about, but they remember like it fucking happened yesterday. Exactly. And I would give credit to this because at six years old, you don't have context Right. To compare what you're seeing or experiencing, but maybe 30 years later, something happens and it just clicks something off in your brain like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Oh, okay. Now that you know, right. you're right, you're older, yeah. you have something to compare this to. Right. I agree. I agree. So I don't think that that... I just don't think, you know, he was six years old and he didn't write about it for 30 years. I don't think that's a reason to just, you know, brush it off as... Right, not to discount it completely. Right, yeah, as a fanciful, you know, imaginary thing that a child dreamt up 30 fucking years later. Well, by the time Ingram received this diary from John's grandson, Alan Bell, every single first-hand witness to the hauntings themselves was long dead. Okay. And the actual notes themselves had disappeared leaving us to wonder if they ever even existed at all, 
or that if it did, whether they may have been a clever fake or forgery. I think that's just an easy, that's just another one of those fucking cop-out things. Well, adding to this is that Ingram is known to have falsified some of his newspaper article sources, Mm. and much of the information he includes in his book is completely untraceable and unable to be corroborated in any way. In the end, we simply don't know how true any of Ingram's book is, and since most other works about the Bell Witch rely heavily on it, potentially taints them as well. There are very few other reliable sources about these events and only scattered newspaper articles prior to Ingram's work on the matter. Although although there are certainly parts that could have been embellished or exaggerated, is there any chance that some of the account really did happen the way it is described? I think there is. If we assume for a moment that any of it happened, then obviously the witch could not have been Kate Batts, as this woman was actually alive and well during John Bell's lifetime, as skeptics love to point out. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, okay. Yet... Evil entities and demons are very well known for trickery and deception, and it is absolutely does not matter who the entity claims to be. If it was real, then this could very well have been some dark spirit merely claiming to be Kate Bats to give itself an identity people could relate to or understand. It's a fascinating story. It's a fascinating story. It's a fascinating haunting. Um, I... I'm go- obviously going to lean more toward it's legit. Don't discount the writings of a six-year-old 30 years later. Okay, so this guy, you know, would forge some of his stuff. But there's an article in USA Today that I read about a psychic who went there, and she spoke to the descendants of John Bell. I think it was his great-grandson or his great-great-grandson or his... You know, it wasn't one of those, like, you know, my sister's boyfriend's baby mama goldfish (laughs) babysitter tank cleaner kind of things. Um, She spoke to him. I'm sorry, but I just genuinely believe that that family stories, yeah, okay. It's like the telephone game where the story changes as you tell it over and over and over again. But I think that the core of it and the the, – it still remains and – so the psychic went to the Bell Witch um, cabin and cave, and she found um, some, you know, information. And, and she talked to John, one of John Bell's descendants, and he was like, "That is exactly the same story that I've always been told. This witch was real. This was this actually happened." Um, so I don't think, sure, maybe this Ingram guy was trying to capitalize on it and just sort of you know, embellished it just to make it a more sensational story and, and made it better. But I, I I don't think that you can just blow off an actual um, living person's account, no matter how young they were. You can't blow that off and then by the same token be like, it all happened on a Native American burial ground <laughs> and everything is fucked up and, and the Native Americans are out to get every single fucking white man in the entire world from the dawn of time. Um, I just think that that's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> uh, that's what I find bullshit in this entire story. But you know what? Maybe she was a witch. Maybe she did haunt. I mean, and you and I have done episodes before on demonic hauntings, demonic presences, uh, you know, the Enfield poltergeist and haunted objects and demons, I believe, 
are a real thing. I think you believe it too, or you would not be doing this podcast with me. Right. Um, it, I don't know. I kind of... Well, whatever truth any of the case of the Bell Witch holds, it has become legendary, sparking innumerable articles and books, countless, dis- countless discussions and debate, and serving as the inspiration of the 1999 movie, The Blair Witch Project. I didn't ever know this until we did our research. And the basis of the 2005 movie, An American Haunting, among others. Yeah. What happened to this family out on that secluded farm all those years ago? What sort of dark force invaded their lives, if any? Did it even happen at all? Regardless of the answers to these questions, The Bell Witch is a classic, very spooky case from another time, mm-hmm. an account deeply buried in mysteries and myth to which we, we, we may never know the full extent. Yeah, no, I think it's amazing and wonderful. I really, really do. Um, do you want I, to do some uh, no before you go? I do, I do. Um, so, of course, obviously, everybody knows we're in our coronavirus lockdown. <laughs> Whatever. But we're not going to be here forever, guys. We're not going to be here forever. We're just not. Um, so, in the meantime, if you want to, if you're going to be in Tennessee, which, Jennifer, you're watching this, you're listening to it, we just went to Tennessee. Uh, last August, and I didn't know that the Bell Witch was so close to where we were at. Otherwise, I would have been like, we gotta go there instead of Bell Mead Plantation. (laughs) I think I did my Google search wrong. Anyway, um, (laughs) so, you can visit the Bell Witch Cave at, shocker, (gasps) bellwitchcave.com. It's never-ending surprises here at History of a Haunting. Uh, You can also give them a call at area code 615-696-3055. Also, they have tours and tubing. Tubing? Tubing down the Red River. Down the Red River. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. Which I think is amazing. Have you ever been tubing here in Salt River? I've been on Salt River, yeah. But, Uh, of course, because I am that dork, I was looking at maps. Of course. The Red River is aptly named. Mm. It's a very muddy river. Mm. Mm. So it's taking the color of the mud and clay. Okay. I wish I could say the Salt River was aptly named, but I've been... No. Let's not go there. (laughs) Now, (laughs) daytime cave and cabin tours are available from 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. The last tour does start at 4 o'clock because it's about an hour long. Right. There is no appointment that's needed. Cave tours are $12. Cabin tours are 8 Cave and cabin combo, 18 Bonus. Yes. Now, in May, they're open Saturdays and Sundays only. However, June through Labor Day, open four days a week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They are closed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, Labor Day through October 31st, they are open Saturdays and Sundays only. Oh, the last two weekends of October, they have special dates and times. The Hunt for the Bell Witch. Of course. Yes. It's amazing. Go to their website, bellwitchcave.com. Um... See the website for details. It looks like it would be really fucking amazing. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Now, the tubing trips, they are available three days a week on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, May through the last week in September. Um, They are also open on Memorial Day, Independence Day, and Labor Day, which is interesting because a lot of of these locations are not. Mm. Um, Now, the tubing trips are weather permitting. Obviously, who's going to want to go when a tornado is blowing down the road? Um, (laughs) The tubing trips, uh, again, Monday through Thursday, they're available by appointment only. Um, Here's what's interesting. They pick you up at the Tennessee Wildfire Resources Agency. 
Um, and the trips last usually last two to three hours. So they pick you up at this one point that's not near the the caves or the how the cabin, mm-hmm. so that you can like obviously tube down the course of the river. Right. It's just a local tourist activity. It is, and I think it's fascinating that it's paired with the Bell Witch Cave. So <laughs> when we go, when we're done, we got a tube. Oh. That's gonna have to happen. Um, anyway, then you can tube down the beautiful and scenic Red River. Tube rentals do cost $17 per tube for adults and $15 per tube for children. So once we all get ungrounded by Mother Nature, because she's a little annoyed with us, um, (laughs) once everything gets back into the swing of things, I highly recommend this. Uh, It's definitely on my bucket list. Uh, Like I said last week, Skinwalker Ranch is not. (laughs) This one is. Uh, It's a very famous story. It is... um, it's just, uh, it's just, I buy it. I, I, I believe that, that something like this is happening and, and could happen. And maybe she's, you know, chilled the fuck out since the 1800s and John Bell's dead and she's happy with, you know, life right. and whatever. Uh, but I buy it. I'm, I'm here for it. What happy, about you? Happy with her afterlife. I, yeah, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think she is. Uh, what about you, Arch? You, what are you, what's your take? I, I don't know. Just because there's I'm, compelling arguments for both sides, right? Both sides, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But I mean, I, of course, again, dork as I am, going back to maps, according to the placeholder on Google Maps to where the Bell Witch Cave is, it's in the middle of a field. Okay. Surrounded by greenery, fieldy stuff. Fieldy stuff. <laughs> if you go from the view of the like the street view, you can only go so far on the property. I I don't know. I mean, that alone shouldn't be anything, but... No, no, for sure. I don't know. It's just... It's, it's a fascinating story. It's a lot. And... Sure. Reading Bible verses and... But then, oh, by the same token, being like gossiping about the neighbors, fucking Betty down the road, she is fucking like right. Lewis's sister's brother's baby daddy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that that that's some suspect shit to me. But she's a witch, or if, I mean, even if it's a demonic entity, like they are known for fucking with people. That's true. I don't, I don't know. know. It's a it's it's a good story. It's a good story at the very least. Um, it is a, certainly an infamous haunting, and um, that's what we do here. We do that's true. Yeah, famous, infamous, almost famous locations. <laughs> that's what we do here. History of a haunting. Um, so yeah, that's that's what we have, guys, okay. on on the Bell Witch Cave yeah, in well, Adams, Tennessee. It was a good time. It was. Yeah, this was a good time. Um, we got it together at the, you know, <laughs> last Ugh. minute. Yeah. <laughs> These double episodes, I'm going to be straight with you. They're rough because by the second episode, shit's off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> really off the rails. And I had the brilliant idea to video record it for our Patreon listeners uh, who pay to see us do shit. <laughs> um, Jesus. Do okay. Shit. Yeah. What? Douche. No, no, no. (laughs) Oh, I'm in rare form. You are in rare form. Thanks, wine. (laughs) Barefoot Moscato, we're also looking for a sponsor. Right? I already finished mine, so Mm. tip it. Tip it. It's a lot. It's still really cool because Yeti keeps it nice and cool. 
Also, Yeti, we're looking for a sponsor. Yeti, we're looking for a sponsor. You kept our wine, like, really chilled. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's all we have, guys. We certainly do want to thank you. Today is a special uh, release day because in about four hours, we're going to release our bonus episode. We're not going to tell you what it's about, but uh, this episode, Bell Witch, is being released at 7 a.m., and our bonus episode is going to be released at... Later, because we want you guys to hear the actual episode, and then we want to have the bonus episode. Oh, okay. So we're not going to release them in tandem. Um, and, uh, yeah, we hope you like both of them. Um, as always, you can visit us. Archie, tell them where they can find us. You can find us at H-O-A-H Podcast on Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was our air quote. Sorry. <laughs> uh, website. Website, www.hoahpodcast.com. You know you don't have to say www anymore, right? It helps. Does it? I don't know. No, it doesn't. You can just <laughs> type it in, hoahpodcast.com. Uh, what? Oh, 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 shit. Oh. Oh, oh. Uh, we have new stickers. Oh. Yes, they are for sale, guys. We have new stickers. Um, we're tiptoeing into this whole little merch world, and so we just have the one sticker right now, but we have more on the way. Um, but yeah, check it out. Our shop is open and ready. You can pay through, you know, your credit or debit card or via PayPal. Uh, free shipping. Uh, limit two stickers per order. And, um... Archie and I have been designing other stuff like wine glasses, stemless wine glasses, you guys. Uh, <laughs> one is, uh, yeah, the Patreon donors right now can see Archie's face. It's, it's bright red. He's shaking his head and he's hanging it, uh, it because it's, it's obviously geared to him. Um, probably something along the snort, laugh, milieu, if you will. It's not geared toward me. It's, it's geared about It's me. literally <laughs> geared about him. Like, this this glass will sell out quick uh, simply because of Archie. So, um, <laughs> we're gonna, um, we're gonna order that in the coming weeks and, and things like that, along with our additional sticker designs. Um, I think that's what we're, we're gonna stick with for now, is just stickers and wine glasses. Um, but yeah, so our shop is open, H-O-A-H podcast.com slash slash wow wow slash shop <laughs> fuck slash shop yes okay. so go ahead and, and order those stickers um they are 350 each and patreon donors you guys 20% off um you know what the promo code is and um I'm not going to tell you guys unless you want to join patreon no oh now I'm getting a little sassy. You are. I am. Sassy pants. Sassy pants. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us, guys. We certainly do appreciate it. Please, please, please stay tuned for this promo of one of our new partner podcasts. These guys are amazing. You're going to love them. Find them on all of your favorite podcast stations. And I think that's it. That's it. That's it. Bye, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. 
your glorious host, JC, from Mission Spooky. And this is Kiki, the one who does all the work. Join us every Tuesday for spooky subjects, mostly in Pennsylvania and other parts of Pennsylvania. Like Far East Pennsylvania. And Far, Far East Pennsylvania. And sometimes we talk about magic and other paranormal subjects. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and where all great podcasts can be heard. Remember, stay spooky and don't die. But if you do, contact us.